I'm Camille. And I'm Kelly. And welcome to another episode of Soul Sisters Bouncing Act. Today we have Kelly Anderson here to continue our conversation about turning the ship around on a self-growth journey. And today we're going to give you our take on what a success formula would look like or what similarities we found in our own personal embarkment of our journey, um, what things help us to get that boat moving in the right direction, um, and kind of deduced a formula, reverse engineered a formula that we think would help other people who are also looking to start taking control, taking ownership of their life and looking to just improve um, in whatever capacity that means for you. Um, so the first thing we kind of wanted to touch on was being self-aware um, or being very perceptive to what is currently going on. What is your, what are your current values? What, how do you currently label yourself? But the biggest, the easiest one I think for people to really be aware of is your self-talk. What is that dialogue like in your head? When you are at the gym for the first time, what are you saying to yourself? Are you saying I can't do this? Are you saying this is hard? Are you saying this sucks and you're not good at it? Well, you need to drop all those right, right. at the door right. because that's not helping you get anywhere closer to where you want to be. Right. Like yeah. that kind of self-talk doesn't help. If you're really truly trying to improve and to be better at something, saying you suck at it is not the way to address it. And I think a lot of people do it as a defense mechanism so that no one else can call them out on it. They called them out on the, it already. Well, it also gives them the excuse that if they try it and they fail – then they're like, oh, it just reinforces my whole thought that mm -hmm. I already suck at it. So, and I just failed at it. So I must suck at it. It's mm -hmm. a cycle, right? It just, yeah. goes, it just goes down a rabbit hole. And then you, I mean, you, you start to believe everything that you tell yourself. Mm -hmm. So it really is the, it's, it's, you're laying your foundation. I think mm -hmm. you're right on defense mechanism. It's you're laying the foundation for yourself to give yourself an excuse, either for failure or to not even try. You're like get, setting yourself up an emergency exit door. Right. Be like, oh, if I try this, oh, no, there's a quick fail. Right. So I think uh, a really good step is just checking in and being like, oh, wait, what did I just say to myself? Right. What was that that I just said? If it's vocally, if that's easier to track than mentally, sometimes it's kind of hard to like dig into your psyche like right away. You kind of have to scratch the surface a little bit more. Um, but listening into some of your comments and the easiest way to for me to decipher between like is this productive or not is after you say something like a complaint just because a lot of people complain like we had talked about before just uh can you do something about this no then okay try to not say that again try to re already rewrite what you just said mm -hmm. i love doing that if you can catch yourself while it's happening you can create right. change so much faster like oh that's too heavy that was too heavy. I'm going to try it again now, though. Mm -hmm. Or, like, just, like, small rephrases in that moment, for me, helped to start that process of change. And you have to flip it in a positive mm -hmm. tone, right? And one of the things, like, um, a lot of people say, I can't. I mm -hmm. can't do X, Y, or Z, right? And you, like, flip it to say, I'm not able to do that yet. Mm -hmm. Yet. Yes. Right. You have to, or whatever way mm -hmm. that you can reframe that. Um, and it's, you know, in, in the regard of like labels, it's trying to flip all the negative into the positive. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, um, if you're late, if mm -hmm. you're this is mm -hmm. one of my faves, mm -hmm. right. If you're running late, 
um, and you show up and you're like, oh, hey, I'm sorry, I'm late. If you flipped that to say, oh, thank you for waiting for me, Mm -hmm. right? Completely different feeling. Like you're acknowledging Mm -hmm. to the other person that, oh yeah, I know I'm running late, but you're also giving them gratitude and you're giving them props. Like, hey, I appreciate that you actually waited for me, right? It just feels so much better all the way around to the giver and the receiver. And that's what you need to do with your self-talk in Mm -hmm. your head. You need to, because you are the giver and the receiver of your own self-talk, you have to flip it around to become more positive. And check in on yourself. The more that you can Mm -hmm. check in on yourself, the faster you're going to be able to create change. Um, Even if you're just checking in on your meals and asking yourself, I love asking yourself, and even if this is unrelated to food, is this getting me closer to my goals? Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a really good question, which we'll get into goals a little bit um, Mm -hmm. sooner, a little bit later here. But what you're doing currently, is this getting me closer to my goals? Sometimes sitting on the couch with my boyfriend and puppy is getting me closer to my goals. That's the beauty of that question Mm -hmm. is it's not hard and fast, but you have to be honest with With yourself. Yes. And answer yourself if this is. Mm -hmm. If it's the first time I sat on the couch with my boyfriend and my puppy all week long, then yeah, hell yeah, that's getting me closer to my goals. If this is the seventh night of me not doing the dishes and not doing working out, and I'm sitting on the couch with my boyfriend and my puppy, well, it's not really getting me closer to my goals. So I think the more frequently that you can check in and ask yourself, is this action or this thought getting me closer to my goals? If that answer keeps showing up as no, we better just course correct. Right. (laughs) Course correct. Pick something new. Mm -hmm. And try not to, and I say this all the time, comparison is the thief of joy, right? So do not, when you're having that self-talk and your evaluation, don't compare yourself to someone else. It's easy. It's the easiest thing to do because again, it gives you an excuse like, oh, look at what he's doing. Look at what she's doing. I can't do that. Like all of that is a death spiral, right? Yeah. And you can compare yourself to your future self or fast past self. Exactly. Is this better than coming out was 10 minutes ago? Exactly. So when you, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Good point. You can compare yourself to yourself. But don't compare yourself to other people when you're in that self-talk. I don't think you should ever really compare yourself to other people because there's just, the grass is always green on the other side. And it's just not a fair comparison. It never is, though. Because it's never, people are so different. Mm -hmm. With different circumstances. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. No, and that's why I don't like doing that. And I'm sure I do do it all the time. Mm -hmm. But the more people that I talk to about those assumptions... I mean, you really realize the grass is just greener on the other side. You better just start watering your own damn grass. That's right. Because you can't, you might want that, but you don't know what that took to get. And you might exactly. not want that that sacrifice or that scenario to get that. You know what exactly. I mean? It comes with its own exactly. bout it's like, of troubles. Well, like I follow a lot of people on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Very fit women. Very, very fit women. Uh-huh. Right. And like they come up. Um, and they're wearing like a bikini or mm-hmm. like whatever, right? And they look amazing. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point now where I look at those pictures and I was like, dang, I'm always like, damn, they did a hell of a lot of work in the gym and in the kitchen to get themselves. Mm-hmm. So mad props, girl, right? Mm-hmm. Like I love like being like, that's a lot of sacrifice right mm-hmm. there. And I, to your point, I don't think people see that. They don't understand that. And now that I'm however many years into my journey, I totally understand that. And I appreciate the hard work, the hard work that Mm -hmm. they did. And yeah, 
yeah, they should show themselves off, right? Mm -hmm. But most people don't look at it that way. They judge it. They judge it and they think, oh, well, she had it easy because she looks so good. And that is not true. No. And I think a really good example of that is losing weight and gaining weight. Like I, when I was on my weight loss journey, uh, my brother, who's a bodybuilder, he's a pro natural bodybuilder, like eats a ton of food, has a ton of muscle. And he would always talk to me about, oh, I lost two pounds again. Oh, I'm trying to get to 208. Oh, this is so much food. And I was literally like, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> I, I you. I dreamed about force feeding myself food so that I could try to gain weight. And I was like, he must just, oh, I hope he knows how lucky he is. Until I got to the point where I had to try to gain weight, yep. eating clean food. And I was like, this is fucking harder than not eating. Right. <laughs> it's just different. Yes. It's don't assume someone else's journey was easier just because it's not the same journey that you're on. Exactly. Everyone's journey is going to be hard or difficult or have mm-hmm. its ups and downs. Water your own damn grass. That's right. <laughs> like, so, so appreciate that's... others' efforts. Right. And commend them for it. If it's right. going to be distasteful, then just don't fucking look at it. Just right. don't look at other people's shit then. Exactly. If you're not going to be happy about it. So that's, and that all goes into being self-aware. Yeah. And trying to figure out. Monitor that little dialogue. Are you exactly. happy that that girl's ass is the size of Jupiter? Or are you jealous and upset at it and think mm-hmm. that she, whatever. Right. Monitor it. And Monitor if it, it is, then if it is negative, then course correct. Either. Yeah. Remove itself from your feed right. or figure out a way to rechange that story. Mm-hmm. Appreciate her efforts mm-hmm. and appreciate her Jupiter ass instead of just b- belittling it. Well, and you know what's interesting too is like just reach out to that person. Yeah. Right? If you admire someone and you reached out to them, most people who have worked on themselves are more than willing to, they, they want to help others oh, succeed. Oh, totally. Right? They're not going to be like, no, this is my secret right. sauce. <laughs> and a lot of times, even if you just reach out and you're like, hey, you know, hey girl, like, I, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Right? Just out of curiosity. Right? It, there's something magical about that, that like breaks that, that mm-hmm. mysterious barrier mm-hmm. of like, they're, uh, that person's unattainable or their yeah. results are unattainable. It brings, it connects you to them. So mm-hmm. it makes it easier. So that, you know, if, people if are so willing to help. They are. They are. You just have to have from, from a, a neutral perspective, yes. not from a demeaning perspective. Exactly. People want to help if you come to them from like a good angle. Exactly. And I think once you're aware of kind of what's going on, mm-hmm. then you have to take ownership of what's going on. You right. have to accept that you haven't created self-reward systems to change that inner dialogue yet. So you have to take ownership of that. Wherever you're at in life, if your life sucks, you kind of have to take ownership of that because your behavior and your actions and your thoughts all accumulated to get you wherever you're at currently. Right. And I think even if it sucks, I think you should still take ownership, responsibility of that and say like, I have the opportunity to improve this situation. I got myself to this point. I can get myself out of it, but I don't think enough people do they don't raise their standards enough to assess like they don't take ownership of that like people who um, Andy Frisella always talks about piss on a toilet seat mm-hmm. and how the person who left pee drops on the toilet seat doesn't take responsibility and ownership of any part of their life mm-hmm. like they just ah someone else's job yeah and like I think you, 
you start to create more change more frequently, quicklier, if that's not a word, but it's fine. If you take ownership of every single action that you do, if you're not a victim to anything, you can start to create action and change because you're in control of leaving pee on the toilet seat. Right. You're in control. <laughs> and I think um, not being a victim mm-hmm. of circumstance, right? So there are a lot of people who might be listening who've had some really bad, bad stuff happen to them, mm-hmm. right? And and so taking ownership of who you are now mm-hmm. um, is taking the control, mm-hmm. right? And not letting what happened to you or maybe even what you did in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Um, rule you for the rest of your life like that you know what's done is done mm-hmm. and you can only control what you can control so you take ownership of everything now don't be a victim right and it might have really sucked whatever happened to you um but now it's it's taking control from here on out exactly. i think that's a better way to put it than just like owning whatever you did to get there. I think that that's not always, always, always true. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you said that, that gave me a really specific example of that. And let me just tell you the story of it because it's really impactful of taking control of the current situation, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and taking ownership and responsibility to improve it from wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. I am training a client right now who had an accident when he was 17 that left him almost fully paralyzed. And now 17 years later, he has some extra weight to lose and has limited mobility. He is in a wheelchair. He has limited range of motion on one half of his body. And he hired a personal trainer to lose weight and to add muscle to his body, even though he'll probably never walk again. We don't know, but he probably won't. But I think to me, if anyone's going to take an excuse, uh, I think being paralyzed and not being able to move your body, which is half of weight loss would be a pretty good excuse to gain weight. Right. All of your freedom in your life was robbed from you at an early age. I think you kind of, you have a right to say like to play the victim role. Right. But guess what? He never did. When he was telling me, about these awful foot cramps that happened to him in the middle of the night now and all the muscle spasms that he has to deal with on a regular basis. I just looked at him and asked him, how long did it take you to get over the why me? Why did this happen to me? What did I do to deserve this? And I was expecting a completely different answer than what I got. He said, I didn't have time to worry about why me. I rec- I've always been the person that recognized that You can't control anything that's happened in the past. You can only control what's happening in the future. And so I started doing physical therapy right away. I didn't have time to say why me and get into a depression. I've never been depressed. And I just focused. I started doing stuff right away that I could control. (laughs) The awful amounts of physical therapy that he's had to go through to like practice bringing your fork to your mouth again. Like, fuck. If that doesn't motivate you to want to be better, right? Like he could have had every, he had every reason in the book to not want to be better, to just accept failure, to accept his fate. Right. But he's like, no, I'm not accepting that. I'm going to be better. Whatever capacity that is better for me, better being better in a chair. And I think that that like shook me to my core being like, okay, it doesn't matter your circumstances. It's the attitude that you approach it with. Exactly. And his attitude has always been, 
look for improvement, look, mm-hmm. cut, we'll do whatever I can control. And I think that that's super honorable and commendable and mm-hmm. very important to remember. Like just wherever you're at, start there. Exactly. exactly. Start there. Start with, even if, if you can't become a CEO of a company in the next six months, start with wiping up, you know, start with raising your standards. I like to start with really small things. Like if I see trash on the ground, start there. Right. Like start improving any area of your life, even if it's just a visual in your environment. Well, I think that we, as a society, um, we've, we've swung the pendulum to, well, I didn't do that. I didn't cause that. That's not my problem. So as they say, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're part of, if you're part, not part of the prop, if you're part of the problem, you're not part of the solution, yep. right? Or whatever, whatever that is, whatever, whatever that yeah. is right? Or be, if you're not be, part of the solution, she, you're part of the problem. Exactly. So once you start changing your behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Other people bear witness to that, right? And it also gives you a sense of pride. Like you're doing the right thing. I get, I get a ton of self pride from doing things like that, mm-hmm. doing the little things right. that like try to, you know, do your part. Like right. I, I, try, I think of those like little things as like, just do your part, do your due right. diligence to like, if you want the world to be a better place, do your part, make it a better place. Yeah. Right. And, do, and, and I think we also, and maybe it's also maybe being female, but we also want to get credit mm-hmm. for that type of stuff. And you just kind of have to get over that. Like as long yeah. as you know, as long as you know that you have done a little bit of something good, mm-hmm. right? That's that your should, pride. That's, that's your reward. And right. It's it exactly. That's your pride. Yeah. You should have that, that reward from yourself. And again, it goes to you. You have to be reliant on yourself. Yes. You can lean on other people, but ultimately this has to come down to changes that happen within you and you only. Right. And so you have to continue to, you know, reward yourself for doing something good. Even if no one is going to notice Exactly. They say it in sports all the time. It's not about how you practice when people are looking at you. It's how you practice when there when there's no one around. Exactly. That creates the champions. And I think that that's true in, in personal in growth. Right. And that's that's what separates the people. That's what separates you from How are you acting people. when no one's looking? Exactly. Like it's it's really it's easy for you to follow what you eat if I were to sit by you all day. Oh, yeah. Or to train with you all day, but how are you training? How are you eating? How are you acting when no one's looking? Right. That's like the take, that's the ownership piece. Right. Um, and you are worth it and you, and you can change if you want to. I think there's a lot of different parts of that sentence that are really important. Um, thinking it's possible, super possible. Mm-hmm. Just start looking at some transformations. Like anything's really possible if you put your mind to it and give enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you absolutely can change. You do have the self-worth. Like you improving in this world would be beneficial to the world. Uh, going back to that, you know, self piece. And, but you have to want it. You do. You have to have that, that and motivation again. to keep going. And nobody can want it more than you. Nope. So you have to just decide on your own that like mm-hmm. unwavering commitment mm-hmm. to improvement. And that you are worth it. Like who you were is not who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's not who you can become. Mm-hmm. And we limit our minds, limit our belief so in in who we can become so much that you have to you have to start that that path you have to start going down that path that you can change. Like all you have to do, like that's your mantra, like every day, right? Like I can change. Mm-hmm. I am changing. I will change. Right? Like you have to. Write it down like Homer Simpson or Bart Simpson, yep. right on the chalkboard. Like you have to write, you have to speak that 
into your mind. I think people think they can't change because they're too far down their current path. Um, Even in my academic career, I thought that I couldn't change career paths because I was already set down one. Um, But what made me like cut that belief was watching people come in as guest speakers when I was in college and seeing these 55 year old people who said, I had, I got the job. I got the wife. I got the car. I got the house. I got the dog. And I wasn't happy. And that scared the ever living shit out of me. And then saying, but I changed my career at the age of 55. I would, I stepped down from CEO and I'd shifted gears. And now I live passionately through doing something that I love. And I have so much joy and fulfillment. I was like, Holy cats. If someone is that far down their career path can make a change, I can make a change right now. Yes. Like that was really motivating to me because yes. I, I always feared being pigeonholed and like being like, oh, you're too far down. You have to stay in that stable yeah. job. You have to stay in that stable life path. No, you don't. You can change it anytime. And I think as a society too, a lot of people tell you what you're not and mm-hmm. tell you what you can't do. Yeah. Um, and you have to realize that the reason they're telling you that is because they've given up on themselves and misery loves company. And so you have to not listen to them. If you want to make a change in your life, Mm -hmm. um, is it going to be hard? Like you said, yes, it's not going to be easy, but that's why you find a tribe Mm -hmm. and that's why you find a support system who are like-minded people who aren't going to give you the excuses to give up on yourself. And they are going to tell you that you're worth it even when you don't think you are. So it's key to know that if you want to change, you also have to change your circle. Mm-hmm. If you are an accumulation of the five people that you spend the most time with. And I cannot stress that enough. I can't either. And we're going off on a tangent, but this right. is a good path yeah. because it is your environment. It, mm-hmm. Are you cultivating a success pattern? Probably not. Yeah. Probably if, not. If you're You're listening to this, right. like you probably, it's not super locked and loaded yet, but you, that being said, it's, you have to cultivate it. You have to set yourself up for success. You have to give yourself best case scenario environment to create the output that you're looking for. Well, think about this. So you're sitting on a couch watching the Super Bowl. And pizza commercials come on and instantly you want pizza, right? Uh, Because your mind was just fed this idea of pizza. So if you are following people who feed you the pizza, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get to the chicken and broccoli, right? So that's like, if you look at like my, my Facebook or my Instagram page, Mm -hmm. the people I follow are all no excuses, get it done. I didn't want to work out today, but I did it anyway. This is my progress. I feed my mind on the daily with people who are succeeding. And because of that, I have to succeed, right? Because those are the, that that's my frame of reference. And so I cannot stress mm-hmm. how important it is what you feed your mind. What is going in? What is the input? It's You know, if we're looking at weight loss as an equation, if we want to change the output, which would be our current weight, we have to look at the input, the calories going in. Okay, so now if we're looking at our life formula, Mm -hmm. if we want to change the output, that negative self-talk, let's start with the input. What stuff is trailing in our brains? Is it the news? Is it people dying? Is it people being hurt? Is it disease? Is it negativity? Is it jealousy? Is it anger? 
Is it discontentment? That's like heavy. Like you just said all of that. And, and my just chest felt, just, I know, yeah. mine did too. It yeah. just was like, oh, like a lead vest <sighs> was just put on me, yep. right? But that's, what are you, what are you watching? What are you looking at? Are, are, is your advertisement even negative? Are, right. Is your home environment negative? Is it cluttered? Right. Is it like, let's talk about some of the areas that you can choice input positive influences to create a better input. Me, number one that will throw me off my rocker is podcasts. I, sh- I moved and went from a 35-minute commute to a six-minute commute. And guess what got dropped in transition? Your podcast. Podcast. Guess who went on a two-month downturn of no working out for two months after I moved? Mm, interesting correlation. Ah, ah. Real fancy. <laughs> Took me two months to figure it out. And then I added podcasts back in, and all of a sudden, this, like, bubbling energy surfaced again. And I was like, oh, there she is. Mm-hmm. Oh. My energy levels get super affected by what I'm consuming. Mentally. Yeah. Well, it, obviously physically. But yeah. mentally... Because it's all about mindset. It, right? It's what you're thinking about, what's coming in. It's the shows that you watch. Mm-hmm. I, My boyfriend hates it because I'm like, I like to watch things that are educational and informational and positive and encouraging. And I don't like to watch a lot of like cops, uh, negative, high anxiety, intense, um, with the exception of Grey's Anatomy, which <laughs> he, I came home or he came home when I was watching it and he's like, you give me crap for watching people that are dying, but every time I come home, someone's either dying or crying on this show. Like, what do you? What do you? What's your input? Like you're right. Like it, it is bad. And guess what? Watching it does give me more anxiety. It does make me more anxious. It does make me more fearful. Oh yeah. I live in a more of a state of fear when I'm watching more fearful shows, uh, and I don't like that. I would rather watch something inspirational, uplifting, thought provoking. Right. Um, podcasts are huge. That's um, a big way to turn my turn my mental train around is mm-hmm. listen to podcasts. And not all of them have to be super rah rah, like wah. And some of them are like six minutes long. Yeah, like, I've listened to some that are you know four minutes, and it's like there's a lot of information well, in nuggets. four minutes. Yeah, right. But then it triggers tricks your brain into okay, now we're going on a positive tree. We're going right. on a branch of growth, right, rather than a branch of death. Because yeah. your brain's gonna find whatever it is that you're gonna, that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So if I'm staring, looking at my beautiful whimsy tree in my backyard, and I'm looking for all the dead branches, I'm gonna be able to find more dead branches. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at the branches with new growth, I'm gonna be able to find more branches of new growth. Mm-hmm. Well, which one sounds like you want to look at more? Growth. Look at the better things. Right. Put in more positive music. Put in more positive podcasts. Find more uh, positive shows to watch. Right. Limit your negative input. Limit that negative. Negative input right. to a, a select amount per week right. or none at all if we're, if we're trying to move towards a more positive goal. If we're looking for balance, I do think that sh- things shift a little bit in the proportion of the quantity in which you allow things to – you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot of attraction too. It is. Right? Like what, what you, you think about, out, you bring about. Exactly. It's, and it's, like, it's like when you, you buy a new car – Right. Or, oh, and then oh yeah. Sudden, Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you buy a car and then all of a sudden you see all the other cars that you are the same as you the road. didn't even see them. Right. Before. You did. Right, exactly. Because your brain wasn't looking for them before. Yes. But now 
all they see are all these other cards that are just mm-hmm. like yours. And then, then I'm, you know, I do that too. And I'm like, Oh, like I notice older versions of my car. Mm-hmm. So and then I'm, of course I'm like, sweet. I have a car that has longevity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause clearly there's more of them on the road. Mm-hmm. So your brain then seeks to, to, uh, kind of fulfill that. that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Use the brain. There's so many psychological, rules that are written into our brain that we're not aware of if you're ever interested in more of how the brain works like I'm super psychology junkie like I love self-help I read the psychology textbook during my history class in high school like self-help junkie um but look up the 25 cognitive biases um it's how your brain works against you a lot of it is marketing um it's this is really fascinating to be aware of how your brain is trying to work trying to work so that you can influence it differently mm-hmm. by, you know, setting yourself up um, for success a little bit better. That's like having a vision board. Yeah. Right. So you see your vision board and then your mind starts seeking ways for you to get to those things mm-hmm. on your vision board. How do I fulfill that? But if you don't have a vision board and all you're watching is game of Thrones, <laughs> God, I just can't, I tried, I really tried and it was just too intense and too negative for me. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> Sure, I might be a little delicate little flower that can't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, but I, I checked you're in doing on your brain good. Yeah, right. And so look at what it is that you're consuming on your daily habits and try to change, swap out some of those negative, more intense emotion um, shows that make you feel more intensely emotional um, and try to f- fill them with more positive ones. Try to learn something, stimulate your brain in a positive way. I think people consume a lot, but they don't really act a lot. They don't create a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're looking at like my own behaviors before I s- started like really improving myself, I didn't, I just consumed. I didn't do anything. Right. There was no producing. That's a huge miss. That's mm-hmm. a huge miss. Cause you can fill up your cup all day long. Right. But mm-hmm. you got to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Try to outlet that somewhere. So do you want to, um, we're bumping up on a, a, a lot of time. We had a really good conversation here. Do you want to? Yeah, we can segment. And do you want to keep going, or do you want to come back to it? Yeah, I think we'll come. We, we should come back okay. to like what the what are the next steps in the you know you become self aware. You're owning your your standards. Mm-hmm. Then how do you start moving into um, a path? Yep. Basically, what are those stepping stones? I think that's a good plan. We we'll, three of them. We'll come back and check into the the step. What those three steps look like into propelling you into that movement. Now that we're more aware of it, um, and kind of looked at some healthy habits a little bit more. Um, we'll come back with that. So check back for the next one, and we'll talk soon. Bye.